peace to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We will be joined by the great Joseph Aguirre in just a moment, and we will actually get to see him in person. That would be the first time we've seen him, seen him in over two months due to this whole pandemic, COVID-19. Well, speaking of the whole COVID-19, we're going to talk a little about football, Dak Prescott, and why I still am strongly anti-Dak, and we'll talk about that all. But baseball, another week has come, another week has gone, that we still do not have a direction for the MLB. And I want to be joined by the Joseph Aguirre as he will be coming on right now. And I, like I said, each week, Joe, we were talking about it this past Thursday. And like, this has been so frustrating because you see the whole 67 page document that has just come out. And it's almost like, what are these players supposed to do? There's, there's no celebrating anymore. There's no, you can't chew tobacco seeds. The, the you know, the, okay, so the, there's no, the, first of all, there's no fighting. Uh, the players that will I not was getting through everything as usual. I was getting through or, everything. No fighting, no celebrating, no fist bumps, no hit. There's no fight. There, no showers. There's guys can't rehab. And that's where it gets interesting. And it, we always know money. It's always been about the money when it comes down to situations like this. And like I said, another week has come by and another week is gone that we still do not have some sort of direction. We don't even have like, are they going to lean towards yes or no? They're still split down the middle. We do not know which way they are leaning towards. Right now, if I had to guess, right now, I think me and Ted both agree, there might not be any baseball. And to me, there shouldn't be any baseball. Joe, just as you could chime in, give us your take on how this whole thing is pretty much going on so far. I'll note as part of that report, one of the things uh, that's being discouraged is showering at the ballpark. Uh, so you're sending these dirty players home. Uh, they're not road teams are not allowed to go to restaurants. So yeah, this is all about the money. And Trevor, you know, you and I had a long conversation on the phone the other day. I I I think they should just kill baseball for the year. It doesn't make sense to play. I think when you look just from the fact that they're looking at ten thousand plus tests a week. That's this. And and. In the face of, of a nation that is got extreme shortages when it comes to testing, it's just not a good look for baseball to to be. I don't want to say wasting them because I you know I would love to see baseball back. I'm not crazy about the short season. I don't like the fact that if you're not in the game, you're going to be sitting in the stands six feet apart from your teammates, unable to high five. I mean, it, it's and and I look, you know, uh, Blake Snell got a, a really bad rap for what he said uh, as far as he doesn't want to take a pay cut. People suggested that was greedy. But look, these guys get one shot in their life to make their millions and it could all go away tomorrow. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, man, is it worth it? You know, and not only is it worth, do, what if I get hurt? You know, guys like Mookie Betts and Milwaukee have got a lot riding on this. What if you what if you contact coronavirus, bring it home to your family, and something unfortunate happens? You would never be able to live with yourself. So I don't see it being worthwhile for the players. I, I think you're going to have a really hard time with, you know, some 650 players having to vote yeah. on this thing that you're not going to find the majority of guys – that are going to be like, nah, I don't think yeah. so. It's just it's not just worth not it. It's just not baseball. 
It's not baseball. Like nope. Joe, I mean, you. I've read a lot more rules, probably more than Trevor has, and I really, I've read some of the pages. No, I really, I did one too. Okay. Well, I mean, like here's a perfect example. So the ball's hit to left field. So you got a routine single. The ball now has to come to, out of play. You have to throw because, it back to the cutoff no, as well. Like, yes, but no, no, I know that. But the ball is eliminated. That ball yeah. is eliminated because it's already touched two hands. Um, they have to use the rasin bag. So there's no spitting. There's no – you can't lick your fingertips. They also don't want players um, talking. Now here – talking at first person. Now here's a question. Routine baseball game. First guy goes on. He's walked. Okay, no problem. He's at first base. Now they, they want social distancing. So does that mean the first baseman – can't guard first base and hold the runner on. Like, are we so just going to let people steal to second base a lot? Like, because of these guys, they're well, not yeah, going to be able to be near the close He's going to be back. farther you're back, so saying. he's not going to be able to hold. That's not baseball. Come on, let's be honest. You you, you have the best in the sport for baseball in the sense of social distance. Like, basketball, you know, you're here hand Basketball, hand, football, close. hockey, you're like uh, you're in contact but baseball, with one another. Baseball, you can stay away exactly. from. But to be able not to be able to hold a runner on. So we're watching a game right over our shoulders right now. It's an old uh, playoff game between the Royals and um, Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. I, don't know who I mean, you're looking. I, mean, so, I mean, the guy at second base holding the runner on, the pitcher. This, you know, this, how this guy's not going to spit? You're not going to have sunfire. You can't have jugs of water. The coaches are going to be spread out. Bullpen guys, there's so many restrictions. It's not that's not baseball. The well, point. Oh, hold on. The point of having sports <laughs> is to make it look as realistic as possible. Yeah. If you're not going to get that, then what's the point? Now we talked right before we went on, and you, you had just mentioned. Let's use Mookie Betts for us for this example, because will he be the biggest name coming out in free agency this up, up, upcoming offseason? Now Trevor mentioned in the intro, money is always. The glaring problem or need when Always we have this been. discussion with anything. Always will be. Not just sports, government, financials at home, anything. Family, friendships. Yeah, just anything. So Mookie Betts, Trevor said, is yeah. the biggest name for him. You said Joe. Okay, so he's going to play in, say there's 81 game season, right? Plays in, say, 65 of them. All right. Now, say in those 65 games, he doesn't have a good 65-game stretch. Because that happens, just like baseball teams. Mm -hmm. All right? Now he goes into his free agent year, didn't have a great season. Maybe he got hurt, he pulled a hamstring. That's going to cost him some millions of dollars in the offseason. And he's going to get paid big money. He's one of the top five or six players in the game, so he's going to get that but big money. My the problem is Major League Baseball is going to lose $10 billion in revenue. And that's my biggest thing about this whole thing. The reason why baseball is really trying to push towards a season is because they're stubborn and they know that if this does become like a term lockout, I know it's not an actual lockout, but in the sense of having no season, with their popularity compared to the NBA and the NFL, and Joe, we talked about this on Thursday, the NFL and the NBA are the two most popular sports in our country right now, this moment. 100%. With baseball, they're third, but with this happening, if this if this occurs, do you think people are going to really care about baseball after yeah, this year? People still and if care. nobody thinks so, just as hockey, because hockey was big pre-lockout. Yeah, and you know this because we were big hockey fans. We used to always watch it when they still hockey, hockey fans. But it's still not the same. It used to be on ESPN. It was huge. People loved hockey. Now, all of a sudden, since that lockout has happened, where's hockey? What's good? That's the thing. Where is hockey? I don't think it'll hurt like that. It's going to hurt is if basketball comes back and baseball can't because there's Oh, a, yes. Because it's not because of the coronavirus, but there's a financial uh, issue. And that's if the players and, you know, billionaires – fighting millionaires over billions of dollars. And that's what it really comes down to with the revenue split. And we haven't even talked about this whole thing that's difficult, Joe, is I want to get your take. 
is players that are injured. And we have a big-name player that's currently injured and probably the biggest name on our team, and Aaron Judge. How does that affect him? I mean, you got to you got to take into consideration the whole, team. the whole team. But injury, players that are injured and dealing with these, where do you think that will hurt the most, Joe? I mean, I want to ask you first because we are diehard Yankee fans and we talk Yankee fa- Yankees all the time, and you're a big Aaron Judge fan. So how does this hurt him and players in general with injuries? Well, you know, again, knowing that he's not 100% healed, he's doing very well, he's recovering. Uh, Brian Cashman said he would be back by midsummer time. So I don't know if that's like a, a July or late July, early August, something like that. Mm-hmm. Again, do you do you want to you want to send Aaron Judge out there for forty games, not knowing how healthy he is? Is it worth it? You know, I don't want to send anyone out there. Sure, and he, look, he seems to be a, a bad luck guy health wise. I mean, right? He's Stanton. had some bad luck with that. He would be the guy to catch coronavirus. I mean, it, it would be unfortunate, but. Um, look, it's here's the other thing, you know, and, and again, I think we're not really I think we're sort of disregarding this. People are going to get coronavirus. I mean, it's going to happen and it's, it's certainly going to if, if these guys are out there playing, uh, you're exposing yourself like like our frontline and essential workers are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, for for five million dollars, is it worth it? Well, sure. But if you can make twenty five million next year, do you need five million this year? You can probably go without. I, I just, you know, you make a, an interesting point. Uh, you know, whether they play or not, I, I think they've got to do the right thing. I think they got to stop being kind of wishy-washy. I mean, our own governor here in Connecticut, you know, did kind of an about face with opening up some uh, with opening up salons. It didn't go over well. People want to know what you're doing. Make a plan. Get it out there and mm-hmm. and vote on it and tell us yes or no. And if it's not going to happen, then you know what? There's certainly ways that baseball. There's certainly ways baseball could get interactive with its fans. Yeah. Let's have I've a home run derby. Have I a home run say, derby based on teams. Every I've other seen um, where yeah. where um, uh, like uh, X, X Games guys and stuff were competing in video games with fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and yeah, against each other. I mean, how how cool is that? This is a sport. We you guys we've talked about how baseball does a lousy job of promoting itself. Can Marketing you imagine yeah. if Aaron Judge and Mike Trout were playing MLB 2000? Uh, live on Zoom or on on something like StreamYard here that we're using. How yeah. cool would that be? You wouldn't t- tell me people wouldn't watch it. Get a chance to get to know these guys. I could live without the games if I was watching them play and having them just talking and. They did it now with the basketball stuff. They did it with some baseball players already. Blake Snell was and one of the main guys. He was really good with the video games. I tell you one thing, Joe. If they couldn't get baseball, they should do something. If it's a home run derby, you get team versus team. So I. They can't. Like they an shouldn't have game. anything to just do. And something. that's the thing that bothers me about this whole baseball thing is that basketball. It seems like they have a plan moving forward. They have locations. They they're thinking about. That's why they might have a better possibility of coming back. The NFL. The NFL is always on top of its game. They know what they're doing. They're playing ch- chess. Or yeah, chess. While everybody else is playing checkers. And then you look at baseball. That's what bothers me about this thing is that you said it, Joe. You gotta have a plan. And right now you look at everything. That since it's come out a week and a half ago, there is no plan. It just seems like they're at they're two Rams butting heads, and that's what comes down to it. Where the NBA has something already going for it, and maybe they have it or not. Football as always doing their own thing, but baseball it's still there's not one leaning towards maybe a yes. Are they leaning towards a no? We don't know, and we sit here on May twenty third still thinking coming up on June that. 
there's a real possibility we might not have baseball in 2020. I'm also, you know, look, uh, I'm not crazy about 14 teams in the postseason. You know, it, that gets very um, NBA, NHL, where literally it's everybody going to make the postseason. I don't even mm-hmm. understand what the point of that would be. That 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 seems stupid. The only thing I do like about this plan, Trevor, straight up, is the universal DH. Nothing else in this <laughs> yeah, plan I, I, appeals to me. Yeah, but that's the only thing. If there's one thing out of the 67 page, listen to that. As a real sports, as a diehard baseball fan, a 67 page document. The only thing that got you excited was universal DH. There's yeah. one thing in six, and that's the thing. There's so much that we have to try to put it all together, and make something of a positivity because I know there's a lot of negativity going around. There's a lot of bad because of everything that's transpiring. And as a diehard Yankee fan and a sports fan, you want to see some sort of plan going forward where I know the NBA does it. And I know the NFL is doing it. Baseball. I I put my arms up. I pull a Jordan and say, I don't know what's going on because that's where we sit right now. I don't know how – I mean, realistically, I wanted to ask you before we got you off, percentage-wise, what's the chances that you think we'll have a baseball season? I want to ask you all I want all three of us. Percentage-wise, out of 1 to 100, what's the chances you think we'll be playing baseball in 2020? I think there is a 60% chance that baseball happens in some weird hybrid form. Yeah, I say 50-50. It all depends on what goes on this week. I mean, I was just watching a video. And I was telling Joe of Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff passing on get up the other day with Mike Greenberg, and he was literally saying the deal has to be done by the end of May, like the date and sign, yeah, or, no or at least the process yeah. moving forward to a spring training and a total vote has to be done while the month is still called May. If they're in June, the, the more every week that goes by, it's going to feel like a month because. You still need to vote. Pressure, you still need pressure. to bring players in. Yep. Okay. You still need to find sites. You still to figure out how you're going to run everything. Testing. Then you got to test all these players. Yes. You got to test them all coming in. Yeah. And you have three weeks of spring training. So you're looking at July 4th weekend, which that's what they were hoping for. So you'd have July, August, September, and October. You'd have four months of baseball. Every day you wait is going to feel that much longer. So right, I'm more closer to below the 50, the 50% of half empty, you know, where it's not going to happen because there's – too many restrictions. There's too many things. And I told you before, basketball is a little bit on the easier side because they've already played most of their season, just like hockey. They can pretty much go to a two-week training camp and go right into the playoffs if they want to. Most of the salaries have been prorated already, so the players have gotten paid, where baseball hasn't done any of that. And that's another thing. Hockey also came out with a plan, too, that they'll go right to – if they have a season, they'll go right to a playoff. But they'll go to situation. expanded playoffs. I had, exactly, I had an expanded playoffs. But that's the point. Hockey, they have a plan. Yeah, but they're also inside. There's, 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 there's they're still in these, these sports, the basketball, football, and hockey. They're in contact. They're, they're. Yeah, like but you're the thing, you can, you can bring all the basketball players to one site, like Disney World and Disneyland, which are been the two sites that we're probably going to be at because they have complexes. You can bring all the players and say you're going to stay here for the next twelve weeks, and that's how we're going to do it. You're not going to go home. Baseball, you can't play. Oh well, we're going to play three at Yankee Stadium. Then we're going to drive down to Washington. Then we're going to drive up to Boston. You know, baseball is different. You can't just say, okay, we're going to bring all thirty-two teams and put sixteen on the Arizona. That's why I thought the Florida and Arizona thing had a better chance of working because at least it's in a controlled environment. You control the environment. That's what basketball is trying to do, meaning no fans, 
no extra families. I'm sorry, but you're not going to see your family for the next three months. You're going to come here. You're going to play basketball, and you're going to be in an enclosed environment. Do you That's think it. it. Do you Baseball's think, too complicated. Do you think it's smart for baseball to have a season, Joe? Do you think they're doing the right thing realistically, or do they have to do this because if they know they don't have a season, their their popularity well, – I don't think it's, about, it's not it, popularity. It's about money. It's all yeah, about, and that's because about, the yeah, popularity means fans coming in. No, you want fans, fans will always come back. Fans will come back. They'll never be. Yankee fans will still have 48,000 people in the stadium well, next year. Yankee fans are different because you got the rich millionaires that go to Yankee Stadium. It's not the old Yankee Stadium. It never you're be the you're old missing Yankee the point. Stadium. It's not it's about all millionaires that go to Yankee Stadium. You're missing the now. point. It's I, not I the just, popularity. Baseball fans are going to come back. True fans of sports will always come back, especially now because they know at the end of the day, it's not totally the, the it's not like a strike where they're just fighting over contract negotiations. This is unprecedented times for anyone. I mean, look it. We haven't seen Joe in two weeks. We can't even go to the, our, our two school. Weeks. We haven't seen him in two, two months. months. We can't even go to our school. We, I mean, people are afraid to come over your house because they're afraid you're going to die from this virus. And that's a legit feeling from some people. You and know the, what I mean? As they should be. As you know what I mean? And here's right. the other thing. Of all the players in the league, are they all healthy? Does anyone have asthma? Does anyone have any health concerns? Are you going to risk it? That's another thing that bothers me about this is that they're getting all this testing while – where you, there's people in the medical field that are struggling to get tests. Like, how is that going to play out? You get ten, you're telling me 10,000 tests per week. How, how is, how is that imaginally just coming out of nowhere and just saying, Oh yeah, we're going to test all these guys, but the people that have been having it for months or have struggled to get it, won't be able to get it, but the millionaires get it like that. And that's, that's why a lot of people have problems in general with this. It's just a whole big mess right now with baseball, Joe. That's why I asked you, would it be smart for baseball to come back? Well, if if what you're saying is accurate, and I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, I, I think I might be more with Ted on this. I think the fans will return. You know, it'll yeah. hurt. It'll certainly hurt if they don't. Uh, and again, you know, coming off two bad scandals, they they haven't done themselves any yeah. favors. You know, they, they're almost the summer of '98, Joe. <laughs> bring back oh the yeah, summer. it worked. Yeah. I mean, listen, we just watched a game, 2003, Game One, NLCS, Marlins, things. And there was a stat that said three players had over 500 home runs that have not hit an all-pale season home run. It was Ted Williams. And Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews. And, and Sammy, Sammy Sosa. Sosa. The next pitch, he cranks one out of Wrigley. And, and the <laughs> place is going crazy, and he hits the ball out of the park. And you got to see the – I mean, you'd think someone was throwing a lotto ticket with $5 billion on it. People are running around like animals going to get that ball. Was, well, we've talked about this story thing. We won't talk about it. But I'm just telling you, baseball can find ways to bring back fans. They can it won't be maybe this because year. Realistically, the end, it might not be this At year. the end of the day, this is just a compiling of bad news for baseball because we've talked about this when baseball was normal last year, that fans weren't going to games. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. Remember, Joe? Yep. We were talking yep. if it wasn't the weather early in April, should we are they starting too early? Should they wait later? Should they start in this should they start in warmer climates for the first month before coming up north? You know, should we make it more interesting? Do we do we have a pitch count? Do we have timing? Is it too expensive to take a kid to a baseball? It was always game? something they were always trying to get with the times, whereas like basketball and football were doing that, and even hockey and baseball was kind of behind the eight ball with still playing to that old school mentality. And they finally started making some changes, and then they get the big scandals, the cheating scandals with the Red Sox, and that was like a big dark cloud. That's kind of how like everything ended for baseball. So if you think about it, since the World Series ended, it's been nothing but like a dark cloud over the sport of baseball because you had the two cheating scandals with the Red Sox and Astros. Which went right away. Which, <sighs> which, yeah, because of this pandemic, 
if you're a real if you're a real baseball fan, true fan, you're still ticked off at that. But people have forgotten it because of this pandemic. It's just been a dark cloud since the Washington Nationals became the World Series champions. And that's how baseball – and that's why I think if baseball has something like this and there's no baseball season, the lasting image you're going to have of baseball of 2019 slash 2020 going into 2021 is a cheating scandal and a no season because they couldn't come to an agreement because of money. Joe, I just want to say one thing before I let you finish. I was just reading one of our comments from Tim uh, Caselli. He said uh, the professional lacrosse league, PLL, is doing a three- to four-week exhibition game to uh, to do a seed championship tournament, he said. Too bad baseball couldn't do some type of like NCAA tournament where like you just did like playoff? you just have a sixty, you know, have thirty two cool. best of seven series each ser- team, and you just go down the line or something, and they have like a losers bracket and a winners bracket. I don't know. That would be something different, interesting. I think would make fans like, all right, well, Yankees are playing the Rays, Red Sox are playing the Orioles, winners of the divisions mm-hmm. play each other, and then you move on each bracket and. The, and just, you know, an East bracket, a East bracket. You go, know, ahead, so. go ahead, Joe. Sorry, Joe. If you got something to no, say. No, uh, listen, I think I they think need to do something. I, I'm not a fan of gimmicks, especially like one-off gimmicks, because then it's like, well, does this year even count? You know? I mean, that, it's, is, is that the worst idea in the world if you were to play seven-game series until you, you're down to a, a champion, if that's how it were to go down? Again, how how is that going to look in your record books? How is that going to feel? Well, how, how would a regular would... champion look? How would a, I'm asking you? Would you consider an 81 game plus playoffs a real champion this so year? I'm just asking. So the, let's say because we're Yankee, if we're Yankee fans, are we are we happy because we are Yankee? Fans, are we happy that the Yankees won in an, a shortened 81 game season? Well, you guys remember in in, in 1980 there uh, 81 there was a strike and they did the split season and uh, they took the winners from the first half and the winners of the second half and the Yankees um, ended up getting knocked out of the postseason because of that. Oh really? So, I did yeah. not know that. I did not actually. I will um, tell you this: I think this hurts the Yankees because they don't have a healthy team. And if you're a team that like them, where it might take a little longer to get the motor running, uh-huh. you don't have 50 games. Like oh well, you know, we last year, perfect example. Nationals would not have made the playoffs in a shortened season. They were below 500 up yeah. until June, and then afterwards they got really hot and they won the World Series. Yeah, they weren't a good team, and that's why. What about teams that like the Yankees? They start off slow or something. The Red Sox or Dodgers. They they. They, they start off slow, and with a shortened season, do they end up making the playoffs? My only last thing is, even if they have a season, how are they going to be able to survive with no fans? That for, especially, well, a team like, especially a team like the Yankees. I'll watch interesting, it on the interesting you bring that up. I'll leave you with this thought. No yeah. season with no fans, no revenue generated, the teams would lose $10 billion. I remember, yep, $10 billion. I saw that. I did see that. Yep. If they play a season – with with no fans in attendance and lose out on that revenue, they're only losing three billion dollars. So it, it, this very much comes down to money. The Yankees would be projected to miss out on about two hundred and sixty-five million dollars in revenue. So, to look to to think that this isn't all about money for those thirty owners. I mean, it a million percent is. It, it's exactly what's driving them. I've heard a lot of players talk about the 50-50 October split as not being enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 30 owners, there's 650 players. How is how is 50-50 fair in that? But again, when you're talking about the smaller group is all billionaires. So you could say the players are being greedy, players are being selfish. The owners are the ones that stand to make up about $7 billion of, of their money that they would otherwise lose. So 
Don't yeah. let's not hang this all on the players. I don't think that would be fair. No, it's both. It's both parties. This is both parties. It's not just the players. This is both parties. But it's again, it seems like the people in the media that are getting attacked, generally speaking, are the players who are speaking their mind and saying one way or the yeah. other how they feel about things. And again, I, I I just think some of that responsibility should be shared on the owners whose driving motivation isn't to put a smile on your face and help you get through the the pandemic. It's they don't want to lose the ten billion; they'd only rather lose seven. I agree with how they feel with Blake Snell's comments and being disappointed and frustrated with the money. Probably just not the right time to make the comments, especially when people are losing lives and not being able to put food out for their families. And that's what it comes down to. Just bad timing with the comments. That's all I have a a big problem with. But I understand where he's coming from. I know he wants his money, but it's just not the right time in general. I mean, look, like I said, it's May 23rd right now. We don't know the direction of baseball, if there's going to be a baseball season. Right now, we are at a standstill 50-50. They have a deadline. Joe, they have a deadline. They have to meet it. And if not, well, the days that the more days they miss, the more unlikely that we see baseball this year. Joe, as always, I appreciate you coming on, my man. Well, we're gonna you ask. Know, are we gonna keep him on and talk did about he Dak? Want to stay, did, Joe, you did you want to, did talk you about want to stay on and talk Dak and some football stuff? Or I know you, you may be a busy man. I'm willing to stick around and talk about Dak because I literally just completed a trade in my fantasy league, making Dak my starting quarterback. Who did you trade first? I inherited it. I inherited a, a lousy team in a franchise league. Okay. So uh, now, what is this franchise? Is this like video games? Is this like internet? How does what is this? No, no, no. So, uh, no, no. He's talking. He's confused with my baseball simulation league, which has been going fantastically. Um, yeah. I, I, did I tell you guys about that? That has I been. Did, like, I don't understand. So, are you playing like a video game? Is it on the internet? You like you pick your players, and it simulates the games for you. Yeah, it simulates the games. It's called um, Diamond Mind Online. It's been really cool. It's it's really players from literally play. players from every generation. Um, you know, you 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 draft your team and um, Diamond Mind simulates Mind. it. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Carlos Delgado's been a monster for me. Oh, He's probably right now. Probably league MVP. If he was playing from the Mets, he wasn't doing. He wouldn't be doing that well. He was injured all the so, time. So, so now, now, what is this football fantasy that you got going on? So yeah, I'm in a. I, I, you know, they do the one-off fantasy league with my buddies here and there. I'm in one which there's like 35 roster spots, uh, 10 teams. It's uh, three years worth of draft picks you can trade. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's pretty involved. It, it really focuses on the the GM kind of stuff, which so is you're going, which don't, is don't what you're I going, love. You're going for like the nine and seven team. Don't get a, don't get away like, from the main question. Who did you trade Dak for? I want to know. So I had the number two overall pick. I dropped to seven. Okay. I gave up the two and I got Zach a Dak. I just oh my Zach. god. So, so who was on the table still for you? My starting quarterback would otherwise have been Kirk Cousins. And you guys know I think Kirk Cousins is a bum. Well, he's a great guy. What are what? the chances? Because I want I'm so glad you brought up oh Kirk Cousins God. and Dak Prescott. Because those are the two quarterbacks that seem to be in that same tier of quarterbacks in the NFL. And the main question going around is the biggest franchise in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. And they have a major question moving ahead because they have a july 15th day deadline speaking of deadlines to sign franchise july 15th july 15th dak prescott get some sort of deal done right now there is no there is no agreement on table there is nothing going towards an agreement as dak prescott 
Dak Prescott, the latest, is now asking for, let me say this slowly because this is true, $45 million. No, he got offered $35 million per year. He wants to get, I heard, and what I've seen from Twitter is $45 million. And I'm glad. Well, that's what he would get in his, the deal that was currently constructed that Jerry Jones had offered five years, 175. The last year he would make $45 million for the last year. That's, it's just amazing because like, and I'm glad. That might not seem bad though in five years. If he's still, if he's still playing. Because who knows, quarterbacks can be making. If he's still playing. As a quarterback in five years, he'll be quiet. But my thing, is, and I'm glad you brought up, healthy. and I'm glad you brought up Kirk Cousins and Dak because, like I said, those two are always in the same category of quarterbacks. And as many people know on this show, I'm not the biggest fan of Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott. I do not think Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback. I don't care. Call me crazy, but like I said on the bottom, when you see the stats, he's seven and two against teams that were not in the playoffs last year. Also, he was one and six against teams that made the playoffs. And and, and it, what's funny is when you speak about that, okay, you're like, all right, maybe he just had bad games and his numbers, maybe the numbers are different. Well, against good teams, he had eight touchdowns, eight picks. Against the bad teams, he had 22 touchdowns and three interceptions. And two of those bad teams are in his own the Giants division. and Redskins. Yeah. He had 14 touchdowns of his 30 touchdowns against the Giants and Redskins last year. And he was the last, only quarterback in the last 15 years to have 30 touchdowns and not one game-winning drive in a season. When You you know when you're an average quarterback, the definition of an average quarterback, when you're great against beating up the little man and when you're getting your butt kicked against the good guys. Well, even Jeremy Jones got right there. 0-8 when trailing. So here's the thing. That's the definition. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy that when your team is winning and everything is going right, he can keep the ball, the ball rolling. But when things have a bumpy road and you need a leader to really uplift you to take you to that next level, he's not able to. He's Listen, when things are going good, we all know things are going good and it's easy to roll. But how do you handle things when things are not going well? And when you look at this team, this team is set up to go to the Super Bowl and even compete for winning a championship. That, that's how talented this team this is. This team is loaded. With the defensive oh, players that they have, let me get to my point. You're like you're, all I said was the team is you're really, like a that, that distracted you that much. Yeah, you're a distraction. Joe, this, you're like Dak Prescott. Joe, you're a distraction. This is what I mean. I, I can't you, do a show with me. I need you. I need you to bring him, back I the studio. Ha- I need yeah. We do the studio because then I shut my mouth and we know how to work the mic instead of talking into the all screen. All I'm trying to say is that Dak Prescott. I know people love him. There's people that think he's gonna be. He's a good quarterback. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. When you beat up on bad teams and you're not compete, you're not playing against the best and you struggle or or average against. The good teams, I'm sorry, but you're not franchise material. You're not Russell Wilson. You're not Carson Wentz. Carson, you're, I mean, Carson Wentz, and I've said this. We talked about this. The reason why Dak Prescott didn't get paid and the reason why Carson Wentz. Just look at how the seasons finished last year in December for the Eagles and the Cowboys. Knowing what the Eagles had and knowing what the Cowboys had. Who made the playoffs and who didn't make the playoffs? Was it Dak Prescott? And the Cowboys, no. They were home, and it was a team that had th- their fourth-string receiver playing and their fourth-string cornerback playing in the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry, but I'm not paying a man that much money for a guy that can't even get to me to the playoffs. Mind you, only has one playoff victory, too. Before you yeah, I know I'm sorry. You feel about Dak Prescott. That's crazy delusional money for Dak Prescott. I mean, yeah. he should get paid, and I, I do think he's a franchise quarterback. I, I am concerned, and I'll tell you what, look, he's a good game manager. You know, I, I think one of the things you could talk about, you know, when 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 he's 0-8 at halftime uh, last season, 
Uh, a large part of that is, you know, you, you know he's throwing the ball and that he's not putting it in Ezekiel Elliott's hands. Franchise quarterback, you can win that. You can win Super Bowls that way. Alex Smith couldn't, and the Chiefs were a talented team. Other and then, yeah, but other quarterbacks have. I know, but the, Alex Smith, yeah, because they had dominant defenses. They Alex Smith had a good Chiefs team. They were always a 10-6 and six and 11-5 team. The reason the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl is because they have a difference maker. I know Patrick Mahomes is like anything we've ever seen before in the league, but he is a difference maker. Alex Smith – Game manager. We always put those words two together when Alex Smith was game manager. I don't want a game manager as a franchise quarterback. I'm not I think Dak, game manager. I think Dak is um uh, somewhere in between those two. I, I think he's got I think he's got um I think he's got qualities of a franchise quarterback. Okay. So, and uh, I he think he's, works, he's a leader. He, you yes, see, no, he, I know that he's a one hundred. He does make plays on the, I mean, we've seen him make plays. Now Listen, does he have – I mean, what sucks is the stats right here prove, like, okay, he doesn't do well against really good teams. It's not helping okay, his case. It doesn't help his case, and he doesn't – and if you're like if – you, now, here's the thing. You, this is something – I'm going to turn this to an Eli quick thing. As bad as Eli is, right? You was. sent me a stat – was. Was. It was. Very good because he's retired. <laughs> you sent me something on Instagram the other day, and it was from, like, 2006 on. Since 2006, Eli had the fourth most comeback victories – since he's entered the league. Yeah. And that speaks volume because as much as the picks and all the other crap that we knock Eli for, he brought back his team when he, they needed him the most. That's a franchise he was important in that last drive to win him games because we know the Giants haven't been good. If the Giants were good, maybe Eli would have been better, but the Giants were so poor mm -hmm. that times that he needed to play great when they were down. And that's Just like the Super Bowl runs. Can Dak be good enough to do that? We haven't seen that. And that's the that. thing that makes it even why Dak shouldn't be – he shouldn't get paid like this because he has a – a dominant running back. He has the one of the best offensive lines. He has a great defense. And he has now an even – look at his receiving core now. I mean, with the most – PFF had him as with, the third-rated wide receiver well, core. Well, with the most football. recent draft, they just drafted another big play weapon and maybe the best weapon in this up this draft that just came, and that's C.D. Lamb. So – and I said it after the draft when we did our post-draft show. I said if Dallas can't win, if Dak Prescott can't win – then with this team, then he shouldn't be a franchise quarterback and they should let him go. I'm serious about it because he has all the pieces. The reason Eli was different, they had a terrible offensive line. I know Eli wasn't at his best either, but they were a he, they terrible offensive line. Running back. Their, their, running back, their running game was always at the bottom of the league and their defense was subpar at times. Dak Prescott has all that. They're in the upper echelon of the league in majority of those categories. Can I interrupt for one go second? Go ahead. That's the perfect, perfect example who Dak is, is the guy that's sitting behind him right now that he signed to a one-year deal. Andy Dawn, very good quarterback, can win you a lot, a lot of, of good weapons. Made those playoffs like five straight years he entered the league. I mean, he didn't have the running back that he has on Dallas. You have A.J. Green. Didn't have the offensive line. It's the same quarterback. He can win your games. Andy Dawn got you the playoffs every year. Couldn't get win in the playoffs. Similar thing. Kirk Cousins, up until this year, finally got to the playoffs, won a big game. But that was just only one deserving money. And when we listened to Colin Coward the other day, because that's one of the guys that we listened to, I think he made perfect sense. It's like when you go to the store, right? Use anything. You're buying something from the store. You have a price in mind what you think it should be worth. And somebody says, well, that carpet or that car costs $100,000. You're like, what the hell? That's way too much. But if you said that car costs forty dollars or $50,000, all right, that's more in the price range. And I believe it. If you're going to – I understand what people say. Well, Jared Goff makes 34, 30, and, and Carson Wentz. And, and, look how the, and look how the Rams are uh, and, and dealing what if with they that were, right now. If you pay your quarterback, a quarterback that is not Mahomes, 
or Drew Brees or one of these upper Russell, upper Russell echelon Wilson. Russell Wilson, and you pay him like what Joe has there, you know, 14, 15% of your team's salary in a salary cap stricken department, mm -hmm. you're going to financially hurt the rest of your team. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. You want to be paid number one money? Then you better be a Mahomes or Russell Wilson or Carson Wentz or Tom Brady or one of these and he's five a week guys. And that's the thing. If he's not, not, if not, you need to be paid somewhere between the twenty-eight to thirty million dollar deal, so your team could still invest in a backup running back, a two, number two receiver, a tight end, offense line, a defensive player. That's the difference. And that's the thing that bothers me. That is Dak Prescott. He. He's so – like I said this in college too. He was really good in college, but he wasn't great. There was a time that the Mississippi State Bulldogs were the number one team in college football in the first ever college football playoff rankings. They were the number one team led by Dak Prescott. They fell to 9-3 and three and didn't make it. So my point is he was a good quarterback in college, but he's not a great quarterback. That's why he was that's, a fourth-round pick. That's why he was a fourth-round pick. He was a good quarterback. He was a game manager. He had the talent around him to win. He just never could. We are seeing this right in front of our eyes, ladies and gentlemen, with the Dallas Cowboys. And if the – hey, guess what? I'm a Giant fan. You want to give them $100 million per year? Be my guest. I don't care. That's fine with me. But all honesty, if I'm Jerry Jones, the reason why they haven't given him a contract, I, I firmly believe this, is because they do not believe he's a franchise quarterback. And guys like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz that did get signed, maybe still that don't deserve it, okay, guess what? They think he's a franchise quarterback. Jerry Jones and this team, I do strongly believe, do not believe that Dak Prescott's a franchise and quarterback. If it was, they would have paid him by now. And that's what it comes down to. Let me, so, give, you an, let me give you another stat against Dak. Uh, 60 quarterbacks have started a playoff game over the last five years. 11 have made at least 14% of the salary cap of their team, as stated below. Only one of them has reached the Super Bowl. That was Matt Ryan, and we know how oh, that Oh, yes. I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, it was yes, one yes. of the highest paid. That's yeah, crazy. Now, uh, we just time. saw one of our buddies, you know, one of the guys who's part of the Cobra Crest Media family, Steve Rizzer, said Dak is good enough to get paid. He Absolutely. I'm not saying he shouldn't get paid. Not 45 but million. But I, I think, Joe, I think it's a perfect example. You've been in the radio show business and all this other stuff. If you if you're going for a renegotiation of a contract, right, and you're working for a radio network, and you have the third best radio show of your colleagues in your department, but you're asking for the most money in your department, how is your business going to pay you the most money when you have the third rated show? Like you worked on the radio, so you're like, all right, I bring in the highest ratings of all the network of anyone in this league, then I should be paid the highest. Mm -hmm. But if you're the third-rated guy, you're working the midnight show or something, and you're just not bringing the radiance that other people are, mm -hmm. how can you ask for the most money? And that's how I'm trying to relate it in a business aspect. You can't tell me when you're maybe the second-best quarterback in the league and maybe like the eighth-best quarterback in the, the conference and maybe the twelfth-best quarterback in the – Where would you rank him in the conference? Right I now? would rank him in conference somewhere between – Maybe eight. Oh, no, 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 no. The NFC. Probably maybe like third. I mean, if you really think about it, where do you rank him in general? I mean, he's probably well, he, out of the top ten. Here's the thing. Is he better than Matt Ryan? I mean, because that's that, yes. that, they used to say that Matt he's Ryan better than Matt Ryan. Is he? Yeah. And I don't like Matt Ryan. I would take Matt Ryan to I would take Matt See, Ryan. They always over. say like the Matt Ryan line. Like, where is he? If he's above it, he's Brady, Breeze, he's Wilson. I mean, if he's one of those. I mean, if you go through well, quarterbacks, yeah. uh, let's just go through quarterbacks, if you don't mind. Let's make a little game of this because it just came to my head. Uh -huh. Let's just go through. We'll do Dak or the other quarterback. Who would you take? We'll go through this. 
Dak or Carson Wentz? I think we. I would say Carson Wentz. Give me five. Give me five quarterbacks. Well, give me five. Carson Wentz. Okay. Kyler Murray. Okay. Okay. Let's get some good quarterbacks in here. Give me Carson. Matt Ryan. Okay. Let's not do Rodgers because that's not a one. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Matthew Stafford. And Jimmy G. And Jimmy G. That go. seems fair. So Carson Wentz, I go. I go. I think we're all on a clean sweep of Carson Wentz. Uh no. I think. Um. I think I would take Dak over Wentz because of health. Is is that your yes. reason? Yes, a hundred percent. Not not. Yeah, you know, I I think Wentz is great. I'd like to see Wentz actually put it together for a full year before I crown him anything. What about Matthew Stafford? No, I'm taking Stafford. I'll take Dak over Stafford. See, my thing is this: I got. I, I would take Stafford, and the only reason why I said I've seen him win games with a with an awful run organization with a lack of talent. He had Calvin Johnson. I know that. He was a superstar, but where is the team? Like, if we swap Dak and Matthew Stafford, we put Stafford on the on the Cowboys, right? Dallas, the and you put Dak on Detroit. Would, would Dak be, be able to do the things he does in Dallas for Detroit compared to what Stafford could do with Dallas and the running game and the offensive line to protect them? I'm I know that's maybe not a fair comparison, but that's what you have to look at. I would go, I would go Stafford, plain and simple. Stafford, more talented. I, and Stafford's a it, warrior. Stafford hasn't been given the weapons that Dak has, so that's why I'll go Stafford. Who's your next one? Matt Ryan. I'll go Matt Ryan still, and I'm not a big fan of Matt Ryan either, but Matt Ryan has been to a Super Bowl. He's had Matt, he's, I'll take he's Matt had Ryan. He's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league, consistent, putting up yards, touchdowns. Any, I know they struggled, but I'll take Matt Ryan. And yeah, Joe, I mean, Joe, Joe at the end of the day, at the end of the day, where, where does record stand in all this? I I think it plays a big part, but it should. You, to, you gotta look at the team surrounding you too. I mean, if you're like a team like like the Dallas Cowboys, who have been in a pretty pitiful division other than the Eagles, I mean, you're gonna win maybe four games in that division, let alone because of you're not playing you're playing the Redskins and the Giants. Those are easily yeah. four wins right but, there. But great quarterbacks can uplift your team to – And he, like, do, he doesn't. That's the main thing for me. He does not uplift the Dallas Cowboys to a champion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, okay, so perfect example. This might be the better example. Jimmy G, because his team is loaded, right, don't we think? Number one defense. He's got weapons. He's got the coach. Do you take Jimmy G or do you take Dak Prescott? Now, Joe, go ahead. I got to think about if, this. If Dak was on the Niners, I mean, easily, easily Super Bowl champions. I think, again, I think with Jimmy G, I think you're talking about a game manager, a guy who doesn't turn the ball over, a guy who does a really good job of handing the ball off to his running backs. When when things are going well, the Niners are unstoppable. When you need the Niners to start throwing the football around, who, who are you taking there? Well, I, would, I, would, I would take Dak over Jimmy G, and one reason also because his ability to make plays with his legs – and I've seen Dak make some plays. I don't know. Maybe Dak makes that throw in the Super Bowl and the 49ers are the Super Bowl champions. But I think it works for his component. 49ers, you have a running game and a solid defense. I would go and a coach. I would go with And here's the thing. What's also this is all based. Maybe Jason Garrett was also a part of the problem too with Dak. Well, that's another thing. He's got a new head coach in Mike McCarthy who is likes to throw the ball a lot, so we'll get to see Dak do his thing now. Me, this is the toughest one. I'm, I go Dak too. I'd actually surprisingly go Dak. I would, just because I saw with Jimmy G had the opportunity to win a Super Bowl and he came up not short. He came up too long, and that's the problem. He overthrew his throw when he had a guy open in Emmanuel Sanders. You got to make throws like that when you have a team that's as dominant as the 49ers were this past year. You got to help them out when your team needs it. 
and they were dealing with a lot of adversity. They were winning majority of that game. They blew the lead, and they needed a franchise moment from the franchise would, quarterback, and Jimmy G did not come up. Dak, I know, hasn't even gotten the chance to. That's a toss-up for a lot of people. Me, I'll go Dak slightly. I'm not confident in saying it, but I'll go Dak slightly just because the reason why we're having this discussion is because he's asking for the highest paid salary money, and $35 million is not enough for him. That's what we're having a discussion. I could appreciate a man trying to get paid, but not asking for something $45 million and really set back your franchise. And we talked about it with the whole month. Holmes well, thing here's the thing as well. You, you have to choose. It's the same thing with Russell Wilson. You want to get paid? You're going to lose other personnel. Joe Flacco, they won the Super Bowl. He got paid. They well, You can't play. You can't do the. This is not baseball. Okay, and this isn't basketball where you can pay luxury tax, where you can just go over the salary yeah, cap. The you yeah. you have a certain salary cap, and you have to fit all fifty three players in. Yep, that is you have to meet it. You have to meet those, those, those that money, and that's the thing, and that's why it comes hard for the teams like the Dallas Cowboys that have issues going forward with franchise quarterbacks because you know quarterbacks get paid the big money. Maybe and, and maybe that, Dallas should do this. Hey, listen, you want to get $40 million a year? Good. We'll give you a shorter-term deal. Three years, $40 million, 120 wow. There you go. Wow. Make a shorter deal. More up front, right? No, you're 100% well, right. Teams like to spread it out. Joseph, because what do you a, think? How much How much did Dak Prescott get paid? I want to ask you last last question. I think it should be in the neighborhood of 28 to like $32 million. I think he's asking for a, a large sum of money so that at the end of the day, Jerry Jones can give him something he's comfortable with. Um, it'll make Jerry Jones look like a winner, like they got Dak for less. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Dak will get what he needs. Look, he, he you know, 40 and 24, you know, you'd say what you want about the teams he's beaten. He's certainly... Uh, he certainly led led them to to wins the majority of time. The majority of the time he's in the game. So again, if, if the point of of being the quarterback is to win a game, well, he's he's amongst the best. He also has a better quarterback rating last year than every single person that you would just mentioned. So I I don't think that should be lost on anybody. There's a reason that we we keep all these statistics. Yeah. Uh, and 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 have quarterback ratings. Uh, his was significantly higher than literally everybody that we just ran through. So should the guy get paid? Yeah, I, I would say so. But not um, what he's asking for. You would say yeah. you would say twenty eight to thirty two million. I think what they offered him five years, hundred seventy five million dollars. If he said that's no to 35, that, that's thirty five million a year, and he rejected that, supposedly more, rejected it. That's more than enough. You get paid more than Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. If that's what it's all about, you want to get paid more than them, or you just really want to become the highest paid player. Then okay, so be it. That seems more than fair enough. And I have a hard time believing if that straight up was the offer that he would have turned that down. I, I don't believe that. That's what I, I'd, I'd have to. Twitter, I'd have to see. Know. I'd have to hear from his agent that that was literally presented, and yeah. he literally was like, "No thanks." That's I don't think insane. they want to say that yet. We because don't, they, they don't want to seem like they're greedy. Would it be fair? Would you guys say? Yes, sir. If if the Cowboys keep him around on the franchise tag and let him go next year. Who's signing Dak Prescott? Oh, into, into how much money? I think similar to what the Dallas is already offering. I think if you're going to get any, be- you're going to get the best deal. It's going to be from the Cowboys. I don't right. think anyone else. Yes, and especially now on a perfect example. I know this is a different quarterback. He's older and he has injury concerns. But just look at the Cam Newton and Jameis Winston market for them. Okay, go around the league and tell me how many teams really need a quarterback right now, like a severe court, like because every year. I mean, okay, maybe if Baker Mayfield has a really bad year, 
Maybe the Browns go get Dak Prescott next year. Okay, maybe that's a team that needs a quarterback. All right, but, like, the Giants are not going to need a quarterback nope. for a couple years. The Redskins are going to ride with Haskins for a, at least I was, another year. At, at least, least another year. year, possibly two, and I don't see the Redskins going to get Dak. Why? And have the Kirk Cousins uh, show all over again? Like, yeah. The Bucks. Well, they got have, they got Brady for two years. Like you look at the NFC West. Well, you got to be Bluff, Murray, Russell Wilson, Jimmy. Like, he might be put in a tough situation just because of the possibility that there is a guy named Watch. Aaron Rodgers that could be become available soon. I mean, with all everything that's happened in the draft, you never know. Patriots could, don't like that, to play quarterbacks, so you, that's look at the that. thing. That's they a, could they could that could have a real hard time if Aaron Rodgers does become available. I mean, they did just draft Jordan Love. We don't know. It's not just, that soon. You never know. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not going to get too crazy into it, but you never know what's going to happen. All in all, he's going to get his money. It's just when, and that's it. Joe, as always, my man, thank you for joining us. It's good to finally see you, too. Yeah, great to see you guys, too. You know what a weird world we live in? Here's how you know we're living in bizarre world. I'm literally on your show arguing in defense of Dak Prescott. Yeah, this is a, it's a, a giant fan defending a cowboy. Yeah, I mean, that's how you know the world is over. Yeah, it, nice. I know it's the end of the world as we know it. Uh, I mean, it's, no, it's just it's, it's funny how everything how we went from a baseball thing where we're not even talking about we're not even thinking about a season, and we switched over to the last topic, which we just talked about Dak, and and it's not about if there will be a season. It's well, there's going to be a season. How are we going to pay? pay one of the quarterbacks and these other players. I mean, that's that's the difference in the two leagues and where we are right now on May 23rd, 2020. It's just, it's just difficult times right now for a lot of people right now in the world. And we just, Johnny True always said they should pick up Cam. Who, who the Dallas who, Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> but no, it's, been, it's just been a crazy year, Joe. And like I said, as always, thank you for joining us, big guy. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. See you stay soon. Stay safe. You and the family stay safe. Ladies and gentlemen, we're signing off. If you get a chance, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to get into this type of field, you can t- hit up that guy, Joseph Aguirre. He'll give you all the information, Clovercrest Media. Give us a chance if you want. Hey, I know it's hard, but for the hardest thing is actually starting and doing something. Right? Yeah, this is great. This was great on stream. This, is, this, this, is ni- this is nice. I like this. It's a lot better than Facebook. And we got our boy Rizzer coming back. Rizzer, See, thank you for the comments as well. Hope, I you're all do- hope you're doing well, bud. And like I said, Joe and to the family, stay safe. And have a great Memorial Day weekend. As well, to all the Keys to the City fans and followers, thank you for all the support. You can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, and Instagram, Twitter, all at Keys to the City. Everybody have a safe and enjoyable holiday. We are Keys to the City. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. So you know you really viewing greatness In the making Double up on facts we stating Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation So what you saying, what we saying Prime information Facts, keys to the city We're locking the statements Streaming every Friday